Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name is Panos and today will be the last episode of 2022. How exciting. Another year has gone by. Apologize if I'm sounding a little bit nasally. However, I have had a cold over the last couple of days. The perks of being a father of a three-year-old. Things not to be avoided. However, I'm feeling good and if I cough a couple of times then I do apologize for your ears. But There are three things that I want to address today in what dogs have taught me in 2022. And I, the first two came to me pretty quickly, but the third one I thought about a little bit and it was something that I have been contemplating over the last couple of months. So the first one is that all good things take time and honor the process. We did talk a little bit about that last episode, but I wanted to state that since it was something that is worth mentioning. The second one is that the ego destroys long-term planning. And number three is that dogs will be dogs. But in all good things, take time and that we have to honor the process, I guess, as I've developed and grown older and become a little bit mature, especially within, you know, the industry of dog training, but of course in life as well. And being a father, I guess there's things that have my mindset has changed in a way and that I have to now see things from a little bit of a different perspective. And it's something that I've gathered you can't really avoid, but when something like that occurs in life, you do develop, you know, emotionally and spiritually as well as mentally and physically. But more so on a, on a deeper level, you start to you know, look at the world a little bit differently. And, and especially having Chile now a whole solid year, from January to December, I've seen a huge development within him. And one cool thing about you know owning a new dog and then working within the process of, of training and applying your theory, expl- applying all of the experience that you've gathered, is that every dog is good preparation for the next dog, as long as you're observing correctly not just your dog, but of course yourself, is that building that foundation, which I focused on for like four or five months, just practicing the raw basics, luring and focusing on me and engagement training and, you know, establishing strong markers. And I wasn't, I'm not, and I still not really perturbed about really sharp, specific behaviors. I do want it and I do work for it, but it's something that really comes in time. And it does remind me of an old teacher and sensei of mine, would say, you never train for speed, but you train for accuracy. And if you want to do a, a a good, quick move, you need to be able to do it very, very good while doing it slowly. And those foundations are everything. You want to do a good spinning back kick, do it really good, slow, work on your accuracy of what the technique is, and speed just becomes a byproduct of lots of practice. So... And, you know, one of the points here is practice makes permanent. So perfect practice makes perfect outcome. So working on those foundations really does hone in on what all that actually means. So with Chili, I see it because I'm with him all day, every day, literally. And I get to drill those foundations, practice the management so that those foundations can come to fruition, especially when things in the outside world, you know, change and 
different outcomes of what he would expect occur because of course we're going in so many different environments so many different dogs so many different people different times of the day so he's experiencing the whole gamut of just an ordinary life compared to we'll say my other two dogs that stay at home and go out for their walks at dedicated times so there's a bit of a different relationship that I do have with Chile and of course I had a lot of that with Spades being with me for like seven years on the job but um working on those foundations you got to own those mistakes and those wins. So the things that I saw, mm, I went too far there. I was able to observe a little bit, take a step back and go, well, it's going to take some time for us to address this. We're not going to see it within four weeks. We may see it within four months. You may see it in four days or four minutes. So make the mistakes, honor the mistake. But if you can learn from it, then that's the best. And of course, see the wins. You know, when in January, he would have still been unsure of many different things in the environment that he was never desensitized to and habituated to while he was younger in a different property in a whole whole different environment. So working on what needs to be worked on, making it a daily practice. However, you got to honor the process of it all. And I think that's one really important lesson that I've learned to apply, not just within dog training, but of course I'm a business owner. I have to adapt and a change and we haven't I haven't had to do so much adapting and changing in the last three years and I'm sure a lot of you would resonate with that so many different things have occurred within the economy within our social lives and everything it changes the way that you need to run business so honor the process within my business within my relationships within being a father within my own physical and mental development you need to be you need to let things ferment and take time you can't see results in a week Sometimes you can, depending on the thing you want to work on. But as a general sense, when I see clients and they say, yeah, it's been three weeks and my dog still does X, but so much better, I have to say, well, you've got to focus on what you're actually trying to achieve so that it takes time for you to become aware of the process, let alone seeing the the outcomes and the results of the process because we're looking for longevity of the training and of the behavior modification. We're not looking for, cool, it works right now while you're holding the leash. Well, will he still be reactive or will he still be insecure in three months' time when you don't have to do anything? Now, it's not like all dogs are this blank canvas where you can just create whatever you want. They come with their own set of genetics and expression within the world so you need to see within that what is it that you're trying to aim at what are you trying to outline for your dog how you manage your dog doing all that stuff applies in every other area of life it's just so amazing so that's the first one also i've got here training is a way of life not a dogma to submit to so thinking of Adopting a way of life, which is more about having suggestions about how to live compared to having a set structure of rules that you need to follow. And I guess there's a difference between spirituality and religion. Religion being very dogmatic, follow within these confines of the rules and the boundaries and don't deviate, otherwise you're screwed. Where spirituality is open-minded, we suggest to do this and we embrace a way of life so that a life can be grown. And I don't think both are complete. And I think having a mix of both as a mindset is really important, especially for our training, is that you don't want to just be, this is the system that I practice, this is what I do, because if things change or if it's not working, you need to adapt and change with it. So don't be, don't try to be set within the rules of what you listen to of this podcast or what I say 
is it working for you? And if it's working, that's great. If it's not working, you need to change certain elements of what you're working on. And it's not like in the podcast or even in one session, one-on-one that you're going to get everything that I know as my experience in dog training. You need to see what works because sometimes we need to alter the technique. Sometimes that one technique, mm, it didn't work so well here. We're going to try to adapt or plug a different perspective of a different technique within it. So be open, but also have some rigidity. I don't think you can be too rigid. I don't think you should be too fluid. I think you need to be able to ebb and flow between the both. And one thing that I've been a little bit more creative with within the my training within this year is to be less, it's definitely like this, and to be let's try that. And I think that mindset can occur in other areas of life too. So that's something that dogs have taught me. Number two is the ego destroys long-term planning. So stay focused on incremental and forward momentum. Same sort of thing, honoring the process, except your ego will destroy every plan that you have because your ego has a sense of urgency and survival compared to longevity and I guess a spiritual mindset, which is thinking without thinking outside the boundaries of necessity, fight and flight, what's going to happen today, tomorrow, oh my God, things aren't going well, compared to, no, we've got plans, and today was a bad day, we've had a bad month, actually, in fact, we've probably had a bad three months, things are happening outside of dog training, outside of business, outside of other things that are a pragmatic, planned sort of activity in life, things are going to go wrong, And your ego is going to be like, screw this, we'll just hang up the towel, we're doing something different because you're going to get bummed out. Things are going to happen, obstacles are going to occur, and you're not going to want to train your dog. You're not going to want to go to work on time, which can affect other things. So having that plan and having some form of goal in mind, not just for dog training, but goal in mind for everything that you do, I think is really important to make sure that your ego doesn't talk you out of what what you're trying to do. Don't let your ego crush your spirit, so to speak. And when it comes to training dogs, you want your dog to be well-behaved so you're not judged by your friends or by the public. However, your ego may destroy the planning of the training. So maybe you shouldn't be trying to show something off. Maybe you shouldn't be, you should um, align your expectations to be a certain way. Don't let your doubt and your insecurity take control of the decisions that you make basically and and especially with dogs dogs are and, and the next point is like dogs will be dogs dogs need to be what they are you can't be imposing what you need on them all the time and especially when it comes to any creative goal that you have or any anything that you aspire to become or to become better at it's small baby steps towards that and it's not that you're going to make it overnight so your ego can destroy your training plan and that you may even choose certain behaviors in that moment subconsciously which don't serve the greater outcome sometimes it means get your dog out of that situation after three minutes because everything's been really good sometimes it's it's about finishing on a positive note and not letting that inner voice say come on do it don't be don't be soft don't be like you're insecure you can't do this i need you to be baby steps forward planning and keep that momentum something that i heard just today was Have momentum towards anything you're working on because if you stop and pause and have a break, that slows down your momentum. Just like a rocket going towards the moon doesn't just stop and deviate. It stays on path and creates our momentum to get to the desired place. 
where your ego would destroy you and try to make you do things that you don't necessarily want to do on the in in your authentic self. So, and it comes when it when it comes to working with your animals and working with your dogs, you got to know when to be with them. You got to know when you're working towards something. You you need to know when and why you're even training your dog. So um, that kind of leads into working within the genetic bandwidth of your dog. If your dog's a certain breed, certain age, certain expression of nature, you need to work within, you can only work within that bandwidth. You can get the most drive as much as your in, your dog individually can produce drive. You need to be able to have confidence and, and capability all comes within his genetic bandwidth and every dog has a different genetic bandwidth. So you're working with that. You can't superimpose another skill or state of mind into your dog. You can try to influence it and get into the maximum of what he can reach. But so, like myself, I can't make myself six foot seven to be a good basketball player. I can probably become a good basketball player for what my genetic bandwidth can can achieve, but I can only work within that. And I think that's another thing as well that we need to understand, especially when it comes to interacting with our dogs. Let dogs tell you how they feel and be the observer before trying to impose your agenda. So observe a situation, observe how your, how your dog behaves. And within my training sessions, I've been a little bit more observant of what's going on. And I guess it's, I, you become better at it each year that you do it. But feeling the situation, watching, taking note of what happened 15 minutes ago and how it's affecting right now. Know how to explain it, but also observe it, especially with my son. I can see him doing a certain behavior. Whether I like it or whether I don't like it, I want to understand what's going on. What's the motivation to it? Not that I'm trying to impose my agenda all the time on him. I do want him to learn to do things on his own, like brushing his teeth or you know, going to the toilet on his own. I can't keep helping him, otherwise he'll never be able to do it himself. I do want him to be able to do it so that he could go to the toilet on his own, but also be the observer, what freaks him out. At first, sitting on the toilet seat on his own without the assistance of holding something freaked him out. I couldn't just tell him, suck it up and move on. I couldn't always just keep removing him either. I needed to find what was the, his actual trigger and then communicate that through to him. He's a human and he can understand English, so I can talk to him. Where with a dog, I need to observe it and set the situation up and guide your dog, whether through pressure, whether through luring, whether through just basic spatial pressure and communication through your voice and, and through um, gestures. So be the observer and don't let you st- don't get locked into, but it's supposed to be like this. Because I think that can really ruin relationships outside of dogs, can ruin your relationships in other areas of life, and even worse, relationship with yourself. So the ego has its purpose. You need a persona in life to have a mask and walk through the world. You need to identify with, with, with your persona. However, you need to understand what are your drives and motives and motivations. And if you have something that's going to take time to achieve, teaching a certain behavior, teaching a certain mindset, or achieving certain skills... You need to make sure that you're genuine and honest and have the right intention towards any goal that you're working towards. And that way there, it will be long lasting and have longevity. So why should you teach your dog recon? Why should you put all the practice and effort in, in many different dis, dis, um, distractions and environments is because you want him to be able to respond so he can save his life. So your ego will be like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. I just won't take him off the leash or I won't. But what if the lead slips out of your hand? Practice the command. You know, you know the skills. You've learned the technique. Now you've just got to apply it for the next six months for it to become rock solid. So um, 
I do, um, I, I can hear myself talk and I know that I'm nasally, so it's bumming me out and also I haven't got the most upbeat energy. So blessings to you people. Hopefully you're still listening and I'm not boring you today. But, um, but the last point that I've got here is dogs will be dogs. And I think it's really important that we must honor the animal that's in front of you. You know he's a dog. You know your dog wants to do dog things. Let him be a dog. Where a dog trainer can really slip into the, the fault of Dogs are things that need to be fixed. Dogs are things that need to do what I want them to do and you will do it and you're going to be my minion and you're going to walk perfectly on a loose leash in all situations. Always focus on me. Hold your downstairs no matter what's going on. And actually I had a conversation yesterday with someone and she said, oh, I want my dog to, what she say, to be neutral in all situations. And I said, well, can you be neutral in every situation? What if something really bad was happening in front of you. Are you going to be neutral? Are you going to be numb to the world? So I think the expectation there, and it's not, and and who I was talking to wasn't like an ignorant person to the whole dog training. And, and, and I knew what she meant. And, and I was probably exaggerating my response back by saying, well, she can't be neutral all the time. I know exactly what she meant. It's probably more about we, let's teach our dogs to make right decisions when things are reversive around them. How are you going to set up the situation where if your dog's reactive to dogs but you take them to a place where there's dogs that are going to run up to her, well, then that's probably not the most wisest thing to do. Or if you are going to do that, then your expectation is, well, my dog's a dog and my dog will do what my dog did yesterday, more so than what society says they should do. So set the correct expectation and forget the normal or what the fad is. You set normal and you create what you want. Now, of course, be influenced by people that have walked the path before you so you can be inspired and also guided by what to do. But don't be, don't force your dog to be anything that he's not. So kind of like before what I mentioned within his bandwidth, make sure that you're honoring that he's a dog and he's not a human. He's not, he's not something that can be programmed. You can condition him and you can manage him and you can teach him and train him and prove him to behaviors, but you can't but you have to also know that he's a dog and he has to do dog things. And I think dog trainers in particular have to remind themselves that, well, me, I can only speak for myself really, is that when I did catch myself going, oh, dogs are things that need to be fixed rather than dogs are dogs and we love dogs for what they are. And of course we train them to do cool things, but we have to also know why do we have dogs in our life and why should we have dogs in our life and remind yourself that. Like for example, the other day I just realized I didn't, I haven't given spades like a good, decent pat for like, two days freaked me out. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Even though I've got three dogs and so many different responsibilities, sit down with the dog, give him a good rub down for like five or 10 minutes. And you know, the importance of like hugging your dog and giving him a massage and having some one-on-one time is scanning his body, seeing if he's all in good health, that relationship time. I don't train him as much as I used to, which means not that we don't do things together, but when you're out walking and you're training and you're doing stuff and hanging out in the house, it's different than having that one-on-one bonding time. So honor the fact that you have a dog. And that, and love your dog, and don't always lord it over him. I think that's um, another thing that has come to me in 2022. Well, if you've listened so far, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate all the feedback that we get, all the love that we get, and I appreciate the fact that I get to have a space where people actually want to listen to us talk, and and can learn a few things. So, I hope you guys and girls all have had a great year. And if not a great year, write down and journal what you want for next year. And also, can we learn from what's happened in the past, you know, 12 months and what, and how we're going to move into 2023. One thing that I invite 
everyone to consider is, and something, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned it here before, is I don't have New Year's resolutions. I don't think we're trying to resolve anything, but I always like to aim towards something if you haven't figured that out by now. So every year I name my year. This year was about strategy and ownership for myself and the things that I do. And every year is something different. I've got a word for for next year, but I haven't finalized it since it's not 2023 yet. So I think it's important that you think, what is a word that you can aim at? Is it balance? Is it growth? Is it development? And these are a few things that have been some of my close friends' goals or words for the year. There's a single word that you aim towards. You label the year and you grow into it. So food for thought, I'm just sharing what I like to do. Maybe it's something that you would like to do. And if you'd like to share that with us, whether it's through DM or whether it's on a comment somewhere, I wasn't able to um, video any of um, today's episode because my webcam's not currently working. However, if you can find this episode somewhere or even in the reviews, you know, give, give us a little bit of love. Let us know what you've been enjoying about our podcast. Every time you review or share it with a friend, it does help us and it also gives us more more reinforcement to continue doing what we do. But do appreciate you all and I hope everyone has a happy new year and hopefully next episode we're going to have a, an awesome guest on as well. So that's going to be pretty fun. Until then, you all have a great day and we'll speak soon. Much love. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at NP underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E, dot com, dot A-U. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at kizuna canine training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.